the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Backbone Radio, 4 to 7 p.m. here, broadcasting live on this September 11th, 2022. Shall we breathe a bit of clean mountain air, high-altitude, good-cheer talk radio? Why don't we just do that for the next three hours? I've got some fun topics, some some heavy topics, you know, some dystopian topics, and uh, just trying to get to the truth of the present moment, the present situation that we are breathing our clean air in, come what may. So glad you're on board, 303-696-1971. Hard to believe, 21 years ago was 9-11-2001. Also hard to believe that 10 years ago was 9-11-2012, the Benghazi massacre. We have to add that one in there to our collective memories. And I have to say I'm distraught to see how the narrative on 9-11 has evolved and how it's changed. And if you saw any of the Sunday shows this morning... You see where the media is heading. You see where the ruling class is heading. Chuck Todd was saying this, interviewing Kamala Harris this morning, that, yeah, 9-11-2001 was about a foreign attack on American soil, a foreign attack. But, gosh, here we are at 9-11-2022, and what? What the elites and what the ruling class is worried about is the domestic threat, the domestic terror threat in which they have somehow come to persuade themselves that any political opposition to the ruling class, to the people on top, to the unelecteds and electeds in power is somehow um, the new terrorism, the new fascism. The new threat to our democracy, if you disagree with the people who have somehow gotten themselves in power one way or another, then you are the new threat. And they're talking about that here here on this 21st anniversary of 9-11. Do you see how this can evolve and do you see... Do you see how in some ways it's a last gasp of the ruling class? They know they've lost the people. They know that their political opposition is still filling stadiums all around this country. And they know that everything they do is not working and is falling flat. But yet, they still have their levers of power. They still have their techniques of control. And they are going for it. And as they do that, they despise increasingly their fellow citizens, their, their neighbors in this country. And I find that to be problematic, I have to say. And we might explore this a little bit. I've got the audio clips there. 
to um, pejoratize the American people as the new domestic threat. That's what they're doing. And added up with Joe Biden's red devil, blood red backdrop speech, which I covered thoroughly last week around here. And uh, is that a last gasp in a way? Is that a dying gasp? They go full bore over the top, jump the shark when they know that um, when they know that it's just not working out for them. That's what I like to think anyway, that they know that they're not faring well and that their time on top is going to be going to be not that extended from now. That is my hope. Remember happy days, the whole jump the shark phrase, the happy days. It was the end the last season of happy days. And they were trying to think, was this the seventies? That was a seventies show, I believe with Fonzie and Richie and all that. They had that episode where they had Fonzie go out and he was water skiing and he jumped over the shark because they were like trying to think of some new original ideas. And so they actually did that. That's where that phrase comes from. And it just, just seems to me that we are in the jumping the shark moment with the, with the FBI raids on Trump's Mar-a-Lago. And Steve Bannon says that 35 more Trump associates have had their homes raided by the FBI. And apparently that was on Friday. I've got as much information as I have on that. It's apparently not a whole lot of details available as they go full Stasi. And it's either a dying gasp of these people or else it's just a complete comfort with their authoritarian power, with their Stasi power in this country. And yeah, we shall see. Judge Cannon appointed a special master to review the documents the FBI Stasi went in and stole out of Trump's domicile. And I'll explain a bit about that. That's kind of significant. Let's talk about, yeah, Biden's authoritarian plans for the rest of his administration. Let's talk about what what he's got in mind for the rest of his days in office. I've got some stuff about, yeah, dystopian visions for the future, the World Economic Forum Colorado thermostats, Excel has come out and said, yeah, um, we might be exercising this option more of controlling your thermostats for those of you who signed up for this plan, whether you know it or not, those of you who signed up for this plan, to have no control of your thermostat. And kind of the future, the future vision of the left, you're going to own nothing, you'll be happy, you're going to live in a pod that you rent from somebody else, of course. You're going to eat the bugs, a cricket for breakfast, a cricket for lunch, a cricket for dinner, maybe a cricket for a snack, and you're going to be a passive observer of your thermostat. You will just maybe be able to see some number in the wall. You have no control over your thermostat. Is that the the vision for the future? And the American people... I do not want to see too many American people become like Winston at the end of Orwell's 1984 where they start loving Big Brother. They finally can't take it anymore. They can't take the pressure. They can't take the propaganda. And finally they start loving Big Brother and hating all manufactured enemies of Big Brother. They finally weaken. They finally collapse like Winston. And, uh, you know, that ain't, that ain't me, babe. That's not us around here. We want to keep that torch of freedom lit and stand up to the the weird dystopias that the extreme left. Yeah, you will talk about extremism. Who is extreme? Yeah, that would be the left is the extreme, while the MAGA 
Republicans are the centrists. We are the moderates. We occupy the center of the spectrum. We're going to help define a bit more about what extremism is and what a last gasp of ruling class power to come out there and do that red devil Biden speech and accuse all their political opponents of being extremists, fascists, threats to democracy. When, yeah, who says what is extreme? Well, the people that hold the propaganda strings get to say that. Uh, Yeah, but we're going to be checking that, making sure that the truth comes out on that. Ned Ryan went with that in a Fox News interview this week. And I know, yes, 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 the Queen of England has passed away at the age of 96. But I have to say that I think you've probably heard enough about the Queen over the past several days, so I'm not going to be dwelling excessively on the Queen's passing. And that's just sort of, I I just, it's hard for me. I mean, it seems like a very fine woman, a very fine uh, lady who did preside over the decline and fall of the British Empire. But it seems like a fine fine woman, and everybody is so respectful uh, to the Queen. And I, um, but I just can't work up much interest in royalty, kind of a long-standing thing. I just can't seem to get very interested in British royals or royals anywhere in the world. It just doesn't captivate my imagination. I guess I'm just kind of an American that way, and I just don't get all worked up about uh, about that kind of stuff. And I, I'm being respectful, and I'm not going to play any Sex Pistols, you know, the God Save the Queen song. I'm not going to play the Smiths, the Queen is Dead song. I'm not going to play some of those British pop groups who are less enamored with their royalty. But uh, anyway, we do wish the Queen well. We do wish Britain well to the extent that royalty is still considered to matter in this world. It's Matt Dunn. It's Backbone Radio. It's 303-696-1971. And um, let's talk about extremism and domestic terrorism when we come back. Hang right on. We'll be here with you. We're just getting it unfurled right now as we speak. Who likes that honky-tonk man tune from Dwight Yoakam there channeling, oh, who did that originally? Johnny Horton. That's right. That's a Johnny Horton tune there, honky-tonk man. Welcome back to Backbone Radio as we just start laying it out here and I don't know if that's an unusual opinion about the Queen. Do do more people get worked up about the royalty than I do or sit around thinking about the royals than I do? I guess we finally have uh, King Charles III. So King Charles is now upon the throne at the age of 73. You'd say that's a rather long apprenticeship for the current King Charles 73-year apprenticeship to assume his duties. And I have to say, I'm not enamored with King Charles because he shows up in all the build back better pronouncements you see from around the world, which ties right into the World Economic Forum stuff, which ties in to the climate change fanaticism, green energy fanaticism that I think is going to create an awful lot of poverty and potentially starvation around this world while enriching that small few that has ever expanded control in the world. And that just seems to be what where King Charles has planted his flag 
So uh, many, uh, many people maybe uh, have more interest in that than I do, but no, no Queen stuff really here today. This morning, if you turned on the Sunday shows, yeah, there was Kamala Harris out there talking to Chuck Todd of NBC, what Limba called Meet the Depressed. Meet the Press this morning. And the 9-11 messaging the left is honestly coming out with is trying to say that we're in a new 9-11 moment where it used to be we had foreign threats, but now we have domestic threats. And those domestic threats just so happen to be any opponent to their political power. Any political opposition is really the new threat to America. They're actually going there. It's actually a, a very displeasing thing to see. But they've been going there for years. And let's just get this in there uh, just so we hear it this morning. Listen to Chuck Todd set it up and listen to Kamala Harris try to run with it. Yeah. Look, we're at the 21st um, marking, if you will, of the September 11th attacks. Yeah. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, yeah. attacking this country. Yeah. We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Is the threat mm. equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? That's an interesting question. Um, I have held many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president, and there's an oath that we always take which is to defend and uphold our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist, and we must defend against it. Hmm. So do you see where they're going? It's uh, abundantly clear and obvious. Gosh, which was the greater threat to America, Chuck Todd asked? Was it... The foreign adversaries who wreaked havoc, 9-11-2001. Or gosh, is it the domestic adversaries who had about 74 million votes for Donald Trump in this last election? Is it the people in the heartland of this country? You know, are they the new terrorists, right? Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. And I guess I just have to say this that after 9-11-2001 happened, we created a Department of Homeland Security and we empowered the intelligence agencies immensely and sacrificed American freedom in the process. Uh, we created a lot of new bureaucracy and a lot of new powers for the bureaucrats, for the unelected, for the agencies in Washington, D.C., and um, tracking. We helped create the surveillance state after 9-11. And now here we are 21 years later, 21 years of bureaucratic growth later. And you do have to wonder if um, how much momentum has gathered behind these surveillance, surveillance state agencies and, um, and what they're going to do with all of that power. And you see, when they feel threats to their power, domestic threats to their power, well, um, they're going to crack down in some way. They're going to try to crack down in some way. They're going to put the FBI in your home, on you, on Mar-a-Lago, on parents who go to school board 
meetings. Go down the list. Does that uh, does that does that concern anybody about about what you're seeing with all that? Does it concern you? Yeah, that's, that seems to be the new legacy of 9-11, and I think it's, it comes out of a combination of weakness and strength for them to say these things. On the one hand, weakness, because they're so frustrated with the American people just not going along with everything they say and just not liking everything they do and not liking their their inflation and their high gas prices and go down the list of everything that's going badly for them. They're, uh, they're having a great deal of frustration that... Um, they seem to be screwing everything up, but they can't force the American people to like it. Yeah. So um, that, seems to be, uh, that seems to be the problem, all right, that they see is that there are people in this country who disagree with them. And just so I bring this one in, Tucker, Biden, or Tucker uh, Carlson pointed this out, analyzing Biden's red devil Luciferian speech. And he says this, that, you know, uh, Biden didn't really talk about external threats in that speech. He didn't talk about China or other countries and problems we're having around there. No, he's talking about the domestic problem, the domestic terror threat. And let's, let's, let's hear that one. It's amazing how Soviet the whole thing is. Joe Biden calls for political purges and law enforcement crackdowns on his political opponents and state media cheer him on. In a speech about the threats to our republic, Joe Biden doesn't mention anything but domestic threats. He doesn't mention China a single time. He didn't mention the border or fentanyl or crime. He only mentioned people who oppose him politically. And once again, like the obedient little servants they are, our media cheer him on. You have to wonder about their views on authoritarianism. Obviously, they're for it. Yeah, the media cheers Biden on for the Red Devil speech. Yeah, it's all about domestic threats, and that's how we have evolved since 9-11. I do find that greatly concerning. And in case you ever thought, you know, Kamala Harris running with that, that T-ball question from Chuck Todd, which was worse, the foreign threats of 9-11 or the current domestic threats? And she has a very wise response. Well, you know, very good question. Very good question. But uh, just remember, this Kamala has the intellect level that says things like this. Here's another one from this week. Here's Kamala Harris about the work, the work. Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do to continue to move forward. Oh, so, um, boy, was that ever a word salad pile of nonsense there? Incredibly low IQ, just got to say it. And here's another one from Kamala Harris. And over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered. Let me rephrase that. Over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered big time. <laughs> and the cackle and the laugh. And I was just, what, what have Democrats delivered exactly? Wide open border, grievous inflation, energy shortages, high gas prices, high grocery prices. The desire to mutilate children, prepubescent children, indoctrinate kindergartners into... Sexual issues as they see them. Oh, yeah, we'll be right back. There we go. Led Zeppelin. 
Misty Mountain Hop bringing us back in. The Texas Studio are flying in. Just so I get a few in. Hi, Matt. Happy Sacred Sunday. I do not believe this is a last gasp from the left. I don't mean to be dark, but I think that they are very comfortable in their authoritarian Stasi-like role. I expect we will just see more of this. Very worried about having an election that we can actually get the slugs out of office. End quote. A lot of good points. And I'll tell you, once in a while, you know, you do have those moods where it's hard to see a way out. It's hard to see a way through. And that's where you just keep hammering. You just keep looking for that way through. You just stay in the game. And eventually something's going to happen. Keep hammering. Uh, that's the uh, the bow hunter guy who has that uh, part of his theme. I uh, read his book a while back. Gosh, what's that guy's name again? Um, anyway. Ted Nugent? No, not Ted Nugent. One reason, here's another text. One reason I respected the queen was that she didn't get wildly political. No, she did not. I do wonder if the queen could have done more, though, to forestall the decline and fall of the British Empire. Maybe she could have um, been a little bit louder voice during her 70-year reign. Yeah, um, not a Chuck fan, another Texas studio. He takes his private jet to climate change conferences, and Chuck Todd this is. As you mentioned, he also attended the WEF conferences. Yeah, um, and um, got a got a text in from Casper, Casper Stockham. Quote, I see a lot of similarities between the attack of the Tea Party back in 2010 and now the attack on the MAGA Patriots. Exactly right, Casper. Mitch McConnell is behind all of that. And Biden's Red Devil speech, as you will notice, Mitch McConnell hasn't said a word about it. Not one word. The Rhino Republicans seem to all be in favor of Biden's Red Devil speech, where, of course, they try to equate MAGA Republicans, which is almost the entirety of the Republican Party, with extremism, with terrorism. And um, that's what Mitch McConnell likes, that the rhinos endorse all that. Do you understand the uniparty? And remember last week I was pointing out back in 2017 that Mitch McConnell wanted Merrick Garland to be the new FBI director after James Comey got fired by Trump. Remember that? It's like uniparty power, folks. The Republican Party establishment kind of wants to be in a minority. The Republican Party establishment, they want more power. Make no mistake, they want more power, power, power. They want all the power they can get. But power does not flow along party lines. You have to understand this, that the purpose of the Republican Party, as the rhinos see it, is to squelch and essentially incarcerate the America First sentiments of the vast, vast majority of Republican voters, the Republican heartland. So the Republican Party establishment, people like Mitch McConnell, would much rather have a Democrat in office than an America First Republican. Does that make sense? Because that gives them more power. And so if Mitch McConnell is in the minority, well, that's more power for Mitch. That's more power for the rhinos, which means that's more power for the uniparty. Does that make sense? I hope people can understand that that's such a key point that a lot of people just don't get. They just don't get it. And you have to get that to understand how American politics rolls today. Now, I wanted to just speak in about speak out about extremism here. 
And again, it's all hands on deck from the Democrats to try to divide the American people and to try to pathologize and criminalize their political opposition. And um, I mean, we've seen those same tactics before, right? I mean, we've seen those tactics. Can you anyone think 1930s Germany? Yes, I know it's a cliche to say that, but it's true. Trying to pathologize your political opposition to the max, which is what Biden is doing. And it's done by by Biden when he's incredibly unpopular, when the Democrats see the poll data, that they're not doing well there. They've lost the American people. So they have to divide the American people. They have to control the propaganda echo chamber apparatus to try to save their bacon for 2022 and 2024. And that's, you know, it's, you know, Trump united this country. Hey, we're all Americans. We all bleed red. We all want to put America first. We all love the American flag. That's how you unite a country. But Joe Biden, of course, is doing the opposite. And in a lot of ways, they're doing it out of weakness, but they're doing it out of strength because they know that they can get away with it to a certain considerable extent. And the rhinos like Mitch McConnell will go along with it. Oh, yeah, they they like it because it benefits the rhinos to try to have the echo chamber attack the heartland of this country, the MAGA Republicans, which is almost all Republicans. And again, the MAGA Republicans are the moderates, are the centrists. The leftist extremism. I mean, just, just think of a few things on leftist extremism here. They want to ban fossil fuels. They want to get rid of fossil fuels. They want to ban fossil fuel cars. California just did that. Green energy extremism. It creates huge inflation and so forth. And then after California announced their plans to have no more fossil fuel cars, well, then they sent out a memo to California like six days later, don't charge your electric car. Um, The abortion issue, abortions up to birth, to birth. That is extreme for the American population. Someone like Donald Trump is pro-life, but with exceptions. That is the more moderate opinion. Democrats are attacking Pregnancy crisis centers, and Molly Hemingway says this, quote, is a tweet from September 9th. The Democrats are so extreme on abortion that they're waging all-out war against maternal care centers. These are places that help women with prenatal and postnatal needs and support. Really horrendous to oppose such wonderful groups, end quote, from Molly Hemingway. Is that extreme? That's extremism. The pregnancy crisis centers, the left Extreme left hates those those pregnancy crisis centers. Would you say it was extreme for Joe Biden to pull out of Afghanistan and leave countless billions of dollars of American military equipment behind? I think so. Do you think it's extreme for the Democrats to use their FBI Stasi to raid their political opponents' home and many more? Steve Bannon says 35 more Trump associates have been raided by the FBI in the last few days. Do you think it's extreme for the Democrats, the left, to sick the FBI on parents who attend school board meetings? Do you think critical race theory in itself is kind of extreme? Yeah. It's only a strange, fringe cult that goes for the critical race theory stuff. The poll data is very, very clear on all of that. The left, the Democrats, the people that actually like Biden and Kamala Harris, that's a small little fringe cult if you look at the poll data. But yet they're the ones who try to say that, oh, the mainstream of this country is the cult, the terrorists, the fringe, when the data does not back that up. Because if you're a cult, you're a smaller group, right? If you're a fringe, you're a smaller group. No, we're the majority. Sorry. 
Do you think it's extreme to be advocating hormone therapy for little, little kids to be sexually indoctrinating kindergartners? Do you think that's extreme? Oh, yeah. Do you think it's a little extreme what the left wants, what Democrats want, to have women competing, men competing in women's sporting events like that Leah Thomas, the swimmer, who keeps winning these championships? Do you think that's extreme? What's extreme? Do you think it's extreme on the left to have that wide open border? Wide open border. Is that extreme? American people want border security. That's the mainstream position. But Joe Biden, the left, the Democrats, the rhinos, they want that wide open border and it flies in the face of everything the American people want. It's only a small fringe cult group that want the wide open borders. Leniency on crime. Think of the Soros AGs he spent millions on to get in office to be soft and lenient on crime. You've been following what was going on in Memphis over the past week or two? Oh, that's heartbreaking to see these stories out of Memphis, the crime out of Memphis, where a couple of individuals who um, have long criminal records were let out early to go kill again. That's leftist extremism there. American people want just law and order and security, border security. Um, and I think it is a little extreme of the left, someone like Joe Biden, to go to try to say that his political opponents are terrorists, are the new terrorists, and are the new extremists. That's extreme in itself. Biden's speech, Red Devil speech, was extremism itself. Do you understand that? While calling his opponents the extremists, of course. The left can't even define a woman. They can't even define what a woman is. Remember when that one came down? The left thinks that men can get pregnant. Isn't that a little extreme? Leftists thinking, yeah, men can get pregnant and don't know what a woman is. Can't define that unless, of course, uh, you know, the abortion issue comes. Then suddenly they can start kind of defining that. Uh, Folks, MAGA Republicans are the centrists, are the moderates. They occupy the center of the political spectrum in this country. And the folks who are talking most about extremism right now and domestic terrorism and all those are the extreme fringe cultists. Make no mistake. Make sure you understand this. There you go. Bruce Robeson and the great Kelly Willis. Pack up your sorrows here, bringing us back to Backbone Radio. And I'll tell you what, uh, folks. America last is the extreme ideology of the Democrats, of the rhinos, of the ruling class. And America first is the mainstream viewpoint that's in the bloodstream of the American people. And it does frustrate the America lasters to no end that no matter how much they can propagandize, no matter how much they browbeat the American people, they can't get the American people to put America last and roll over and play dead. We just like freedom too much. We just like liberty too much. We just respect America too much. We love our history and our heritage. Another thing that is a really extreme about the Democrats and the rhinos is that they keep wanting to send all of our money to Ukraine. They want to send our money to Ukraine. And I don't know, do you ever hear anybody who says, oh gosh, we need more money to Ukraine? Does anybody ever tell you that? Well, Rand Paul says he never has anyone tell him that. Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, kind of like Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell's big into sending billions to, to, to Ukraine. But remember, they just had a big flood problem in Kentucky. Big flood problem. 
But what is the response of the extremist Mitch McConnell, the rhinos, the Democrats, the national security state? We got to send that money to Ukraine. We can't fool around with people in Kentucky. Carrie Lake was just saying, I had to text the studio. Mississippi has no clean water. California has no electricity. Arizona has no border. Chicago is a war zone. D.C. children are functionally illiterate. San Francisco is covered in human feces. Memphis is under siege. Yeah. Um, Carrie Lake. We'll have some more Carrie Lake after a bit. But Rand Paul gets to the point on this. What is extreme again? Yeah, and the thing is, is there's a, an enormous disconnect between those in Washington and those on the ground. Like in Kentucky, we lost 40 people to severe flooding recently in eastern Kentucky. Hundreds of homes were lost, and I was just out there. Not one person said, can you please send more money to Ukraine? They said, how come we're a rich country and we're having trouble digging our ditches, repairing our roads, and all of the basic functions of government, and yet the politicians in Washington want to send another $13 billion. After they send this $13 billion, we'll send over $50 billion to Ukraine. And people in eastern Kentucky are saying, how come we can't repair our bridges? How come we can't repair our roads? And so I find nobody in Kentucky coming up and say, please send more of our money overseas. And yet in Washington, it's not just Democrats. You've got Democrats and all the Republican leadership lining up and saying, please send more of our money to Ukraine. But I'm not hearing it at home at all. I'm not hearing it. More billions to Ukraine. 50 billion to Ukraine. Remember what Trump wanted for the wall was about 4 billion. And now we're at 50 for Ukraine. And the American people are not looking for more money for Ukraine. Folks, where Zelensky runs his authoritarian blueprint tactics that Biden seems to so admire you got to get this clear on who's the extremist and the disconnect between the beltway, between the ruling class and the American heartland. And the extreme fringe cult in the beltway are the ones that put America last, send our money to Ukraine, throw open the wide open border. Yeah, but remember that uh, McConnell was in power. They had the majority of the Senate. Paul Ryan, majority in the House. When Trump came into office, Trump said, let's get a wall built, and Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan found a way to block and thwart and forestall all of that. And Trump had to persevere for years to get that wall going, to get that wall constructed, and he got a ton of it done. And it took a lot of effort because, yes, the rhinos were opposing the mainstream opinions of Donald Trump all the way along. (laughs) So warped. This country, is it not? It's so warped. Good old Mitch McConnell. I want to get to Ned Ryan defining extremism, but I'm going to hold that maybe to the start of the next hour here. And why don't we say hello to Guy in Inglewood. And Guy, welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Hey, it just broke on BillOreilly.com that a Chinese whistleblower is admitting that uh, 5 million Ameri- five million ballots were printed in China for the 2020 election. Oh, that's interesting. BillOReilly.com. And obviously, before running with that, I'd have to see it, look at it, and ponder sure. that one a little bit. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, though, does have credibility. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Just popped. Just popped. Just Okay, now. right on. Well, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. You talk about warped and twisted. There you go. Yeah. That's treason. If... if some county clerk or some political party does that. That that to me that's treason. 
Well, but you know, Guy, the way it works is that, um, see, the 2016 election, you can say that was stolen for four years, but you can't say the 2020 election was stolen. And since you're here, why don't we just listen to that? Catherine John Pierre, spokesperson, press secretary for Joe Biden, had this to say. I mean, she's, yeah, she, KJP was out there saying that 2016 was stolen. But as far as yeah. 2020, no, that's that's terrorism if you say that. See how this works? The new yeah. attention on the MAGA Republicans. You tweeted in 2016, oh, Trump stole an oh. election. You I tweeted, was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. why was so let So let's be really clear. That... That comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been, I have ridiculous? been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it's ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. So, uh, Guy, you got to yep. know that it's ridiculous, according to KJP, Absolutely. to say that 2020 election was stolen because, of course, the 2016 election was stolen. And Democrats get to say that for years and years and years and even conduct spurious fourth branch FBI investigations into the president to manufacture information against him because he stole it with the Russians. Yeah, that's how it works. Right, right there with the Florida hanging chad in 2000. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that's... I just thought you'd find that interesting. It's just the, the hypocrisy is un. Believable. Right. Unbelievable because they, they do not care about hypocrisy because all it is is the exercise of power, raw yep. power. And if you point out the hypocrisy, well, so much the more they're going to roll you over even harder. At least that's going to try. Guy, did you, thank did you, you, sir. Did, you take care. Okay. Thank you very much. We got the great American Eric who brought us some burritos last week, and they were amazing. The whole Dunn family I brought him home. We ate the burritos, Great American, and it was wonderful. Are you there? I'm here. I'm here, sir. Thanks ah. for the burritos, Great American, and you're, hope you're, you're getting along well. I'm excited. Every time you come on Sunday show, you know what, Matt? I made sure that I didn't put no turnips in your burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's that's that was maybe that's the a running joke. The key like non-ingredient the there. <laughs> and you know what? I would love. I know you. You got. I don't want to be a you know a bog radio hog, but I would love to have. I would pay for the two hundred bucks for the ratings, Matt, the great Dunn versus Randy Corcoran show. You know, you guys are on the same team versus. Jimmy Sangenberger and Peter Boyles, you know, because you guys are on the weekend show. I would love the popularity ratings because that would be fun to get. Uh, well, golly, Eric, and uh, of course, we love everybody, and we all have off, off the charts ratings around here, as you know, but. Um, well, I, I know you and yeah. Randy does, but, you know, Peter oh, well. just came on. You know, his his first uh, break-in show taking Randy Corpus' place from 9 to 12, which was, you know, well, what Kelly Michaels decided. But, you know, I'm well, just saying. It's sarcastic. It's, it's just more fun, Eric. Much love. Yes, sir. Yeah. Great American. Much- 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.